And welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Captain Motorboat, and I am here with Sister Ruthless Cunt and Sister Putana Parmigiana. And this is Slutty Times. And as you know, our, we are, have the sisterhood here of Perpetual Indulgence. Am I correct? And if you've been around Baltimore, you have seen them a lot. Actually, not even Baltimore. When I was in college and flirted with the idea of actually becoming a sister, that was the one sisterhood that I was thinking about joining. So, yeah. yeah, Come to our next meeting. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I was thinking about that. I'm going to have to anyway because you guys are at the GLCCB every um, every other Saturday? Uh, We are there the second Wednesday of every month. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Dang it. I just missed you. There will be September. (laughs) I promise. Yeah. Okay, great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that on a different side because, sure. you know, out loud and blah. But you guys are here to tell our, our listeners because, again, t- 2001 was the last time I did any research on you guys. Sure. Tell us, what does Sisterhood of Petro Indulgence mean? Would you like oh. to approach this one? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the, the one-line definition I like to give people, like if somebody asked me on the street... Because Putana's on the street, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but what I like to say is we are a group of drag nuns. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that seems to have people understand it in as quick as possible with as few words. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, to expand upon it on a little, uh, found in the late 70s, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And basically three gay men in San Francisco wanted to break up the idea of the Castro clone. Uh, one of them had some nun habits that they borrowed for a production of The Sound of Music, which happened to be an all-male Sound of mm-hmm. Music production. Awesome. And they just went around the Castro district, uh, one of them with the pink machine gun for protection. Mm-hmm. And and this was Easter weekend. Yes, it was mm-hmm. Easter, so that is a very good holiday for us. Oh, yeah. Awesome. From there, long story short, uh, lots of... Sisters have done lots of works. I, I'm coming from the recovering Catholic angle. Okay. So just a caveat, not every sister comes from that angle. But um, I see it much like the nuns in my Catholic upbringing as a vocation. Okay. And some things some sisters have done over time that, are, that people recognize more is uh, the first... Uh, sisters were uh, the first to write a safer sex pamphlet... Is called Play Fair. Okay. There's also the Rainbow Flag was created by a former sister. Oh. Um, so those are a couple off the top of my head. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't think people realize how much the history has impacted like current queer life. Yeah. yeah. Um, we exist as drag nuns, but a huge part of that is activism, is advocating for people who wouldn't be able to otherwise advocate for themselves. Okay. So. Yes, the makeup is amazing, the glitter is great, but the spectacle is to draw you in, Mm -hmm. and then once we've got you, we've got a message along with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I love that idea of, like, using makeup as a visual armor. Oh, absolutely. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that my makeup, my face is my alter ego. Mm -hmm. Like, Sister Ruth is Mm -hmm. very different from who I am in my muggle day-to-day world, (laughs) but... I can be that bitch. I can have that one-liner. Yeah. I can talk about all the sexy, slutty, dirty-ass shit that I want to mm-hmm. and feel comfortable within myself. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know about Putana. In that <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, it's a little different in that, like, I think there is kind of a line in between when I manifest or not. That's when we 
put on the makeup and the, we call it festive garb. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the habits, as you see, I mm-hmm. am a merbear right now. Um, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful merbear. Awesome. I have to use that at some point. Oh, yeah. And you might agree with me too, but it's like, even if like how you act is a bit different, like there's still this thing in your mind of like, are my actions fulfilling the mission? Mm-hmm. Like there are times where like I won't have like I won't have any of this shit on, and I'm like, what can I do next? Okay. What what am, is this doing? What needs to be done? Mm-hmm. You know. But for our audience, what is the mission? The mission of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and we're the Charm City Sisters. We're a mission house within that umbrella. Okay. Uh, the mission, in short, is to promulgate universal joy, okay. expiate stigmatic guilt. We live in a shitty world right now. There's a lot of stuff happening, and morale is low. There is such a huge absence of joy in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Here we are to act like asses in public, spread some joy, spread some awareness, and have a good time doing it. Uh Um, I think that's definitely one of our biggest goals Mm -hmm. as a group, just to, you know, kind of wreak havoc in a fun way, and then, you know, people are like, oh, they're those sisters I've heard about. Yep, we're the wacky ones on the corner, going to the bars, hanging out. Awesome. Uh (laughs) You know, sometimes I even get messages from people. Mm -hmm. And they went like personal, what I call like a personal ministry or mm-hmm. counseling. Okay. So like much like clergy in an established religion. Okay. Sometimes you feel that role too. Sometimes it's not as obvious. Awesome. Yeah, I mean we in our personal lives, you know, like as sisters, if say we you know we branch off, have a personal discussion with someone at an event, they end up opening up opening up a lot to us okay um they feel very comfortable i wouldn't say it's a confessional of sorts because we could be at grand central or the drinkery wherever and they could be a little loose lip from the booze but they're speaking a truth that they wouldn't have otherwise spoken Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that's really powerful that we can provide that for other people it's a magical thing when it happens it's like they you know see us like okay that's someone I identify with and want to share my truth with. And I, I feel honored when people can do that. That's awesome. It's kind of like exciting. Oh, maybe I have to join. <laughs> oh, it's exciting. Yeah. And like mm. each of our own mm. ministries are yeah. different, but definitely uh, inspired by who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Putana is definitely of the recovering Catholic <laughs> type. Um, I'm the recovering Muslim in the group who, f- at when, you know, when I came out, felt like I had to sacrifice that part of myself mm-hmm. um, to fulfill my truth, be who I needed to be. I am incredibly envious of young queers nowadays who can uh, keep their you know, religious identity and still be themselves. Mm-hmm. I think it's I, magical because I, I couldn't do that at yeah. the time that I was growing up. That is an interesting thought process. So, like, that's something that I've always thought about as being a person who was raised in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. And there is that, you know, fear that if I come out, I can no longer be a part of my faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll probably talk about that more in our next discussion about, you know, bridging that gap. But that is something, like, you know, kind of powerful. How do you guys um, deal with that for Michael from the sisterhood perspective? As a sister, Mm -hmm. um, my personal belief system i'm very eclectic i kind of cherry pick amongst like the monotheistic religions the polytheistic religions Mm -hmm. and i cultivate 
uh, my message based on that. Uh, a lot of people that I've met who the church has turned their back on, and I know we will get to this in the future, but like, um, they ultimately, I want to tell them like, you are loved. Whatever power that exists mm -hmm. is embracing you, mm -hmm. and you know, if you don't hear it enough, I want to tell you I love you. Yeah. Like we were in the pride parade. And, like, we were waving, acting, like, I don't know. It was a very overwhelming experience seeing all those people respond to us in such a positive way. Yeah. I was giving hugs to people on the side. It was just very, I, w I was moved. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah, I, I, when I was in Pride Parade, I, we, well, actually, we planned on doing a karaoke, on my karaoke during the parade, because there's enough pauses to make that happen. Oh, sure. Yeah, but um, there was the, um, the hug, mo the gay moms were giving people out free hugs, because they're like, oh, we know that sometimes that, that we, we starve people from touch mm -hmm. when they come out of their closet. Oh, yeah. So, so no joke, that makes me weepy eye when I see that, because, mm -hmm. like, there was a period where my own mother wouldn't hug me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like something in general. I think that as a as a community is like as you get older, we hug touch people less outside of sexual encounters. So mm -hmm. it's always powerful to have people who are like willing to bridge that gap mm -hmm. in that sense of like you know, I why do I have to be romantic in relationship in order to get some type of a physical affection? Exactly. So. Like I'm a very huggy person. Yeah, I do not like handshaking. It's very informal it's very sterile and as long as there's consent as long as you say hey i'm cool with a hug i will bear hug the shit out of you i was the hugger in college oh, i was that uh, very people came to me solely to get hugs because i hug like a mom you have great hugs by the way <laughs> i will say captain motorboat gives the best hugs <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, that's awesome that you guys um, um, bring that to the table. What are other things that somebody could possibly say, well, I do would go to a meeting. What would be the first thing to do as a person who's like interested? As a, a person who is first interested, come to a meeting and see us out in public. Mm -hmm. Come to one of our events. See how we interact with the people there, with each other, what message we're spreading. Okay. And like based on a meeting or two and an event or two, that'll give you a sense of whether or not you want to be a part of it mm -hmm. like i don't know i i take this very seriously i see myself doing this in in a, a very long like long-term way okay um and making that decision is can be difficult for some for some it's easier it's like you're driven to that you you know you have a ministry that ties in with the overarching message mm -hmm. um and you know some people they need their quote come to Jesus moment so to speak so you know parting being exposed to the sisters wanting to become a sister like I say come to the meetings hear about what we're planning on doing see us out in public and then just if you're compelled keep coming back all right go ahead I'll add to that that uh so going back to what I was saying is like I do see it as a type of vocation mm -hmm. that's what they call it in the catholic church when like you take on the role of a priest or a nun okay. as a vocation. Okay. Um, there are different things you can potentially become involved in as well, not just sister. Uh, there's such thing as an angel, which is someone who supports on the sidelines. Like they're not really, they can't really commit to the level of like being that active, but they can do something. There's also guards. Guard. Mm -hmm. You know, we say the sister's mission is to look after everyone, the guards look after the sisters. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like, there's there's a lot of potential routes you can go. And not one of them is right or wrong. It's all needed. Right. Like, okay. if you're not into 
the makeup, the glitter, the costuming, and you still want to be involved, becoming a guard is totally like a needed, you know, wonderful option. You're still out there making a difference. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you get to be a part of something. And I think for me, joining the sisters, that's what I lacked the most. Like I have always wanted a community. I didn't have one until I became a part of this wacky ass group of people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we are a family. I don't know if Putana would agree, but there's definitely a family dynamic within us and we're always looking to bring in more members of our family. Awesome. So when in comparison to the drag nuns, is it kind of like having a house of drag mothers and daughters in that sense a little bit? Kind as far of. As your mission I'd say it's house? overlapping both like with standard issue nuns and drag houses a little. Ah, okay. Because when you're a newbie coming up, you do get assigned a big sister. Okay. Kind of like a drag mother, you know, you get exposed to how they do things. You learn, you know, what their process was. And then you have someone to, I guess, you know, come to with any questions. Uh, just It's because we're such a new house. This is just a thing that is starting with us. We have our first postulant sisters. They get to be paired with their big sister. I'm just loving this and I want to see this unfold mm-hmm. and I just hope we can do more of it in the future as we expand. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So what does expansion look like to you guys? Oh gosh, now that's a question. Um I definitely, you know, want to increase membership. Every group wants to increase membership. Mm-hmm. Uh we would like to become a fully incorporated house. There's a lot of technicalities involved with that, bylaws and whatnots. Okay. Um and then once that happens and then you know our numbers begin increasing i would love to see us as a presence in the city like really Mm -hmm. like something going on oh let's get in touch with one of the sisters to see if we can make something happen that's like ultimately what i would like awesome cool Mm -hmm. cool so how long has those the charm city sisters group been around oh (laughs) jeez the first interest meeting was either in november or december of 2016 Oh, wow, it's already been that long. It's been that long. I was there for that. Mm -hmm. I didn't come on until about February of 2017. Um, And then Mm -hmm. after Pride, when would you say we became a mission house? Oh, that was... It was definitely longer than, like, you would expect. Right. Which is not a bad thing. It just is. Hey, we're taking it at our own pace and figuring out our path. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, we're about 15 minutes in. So where would people find your social media plugs? Like where do you guys find you online? Or would you just have to come to the GSCB on the... Right now we've got a um, Facebook page. It's okay. just facebook.com slash, I guess, Charm City Sisters. Okay. Uh, we also have an Instagram with the same handle, Charm City Sisters. Okay. That's um, our biggest, those are our only media, uh, social media presences so far. Uh, we will be working toward a website in the near future. Okay. We uh, did get picked up by the Trash Wheel crew. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Trash Wheel crew? At Artscape, the sisters who went were... Uh, go ahead, Putana, so, explain. I don't know who's heard of... Uh, th- there's three Trash Wheels in the city. There's Mr. Trash Wheel, Professor Trash Wheel, and Captain Trash Wheel. By the way, that they're all th- three different genders. That's Excellent. actually canon. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so they collect... They are these contraptions that collect... With googly eyes that collect the 
trash out of the harbor and other waterways. And they had a booth at Artscape. Okay. Like a photo booth. And okay. we had our picture taken, and they actually put it on their Facebook page. <laughs> so that's one more example of the social media impact of the Charm City Sisters. Why not? <laughs> All right. So you mentioned you guys do things around the, na- around the community. What um, is your most upcoming or worst of the last one you have done? The last one we did, we, um, let's see, we paired, whoa, whoa. We try to uh, volunteer at Movable Feast as often as possible. Okay. Preparing meals for people with life-threatening illnesses who couldn't otherwise prepare it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to, you know, again, we try to do that as often as possible. It's become a quarterly event for us. Okay. Um, our most recent fundraiser was in February. We uh, joined up with Hearts and Ears. Okay. And we raised money um, for them as well as, you know, our mission. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else have we done fundraiser We re- partnered with Youth Empowered uh, Society for a fundraiser with them as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. We don't have any big sister-sponsored events coming up. Um, we're kind of in a place where we as a house are getting back to basics mm-hmm. and figuring out what joy means to us and how to spread that effectively. And once we feel like we've embraced that, then we can get back to doing the fucking work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'm not going to name it yet because nothing is in stone yet, but we have reached out to some other organizations that we feel also have overlapping missions and what can we do to support them. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, we love partnering with local groups, uh, regional groups, just to further their mission, further our mission. I think it's very important. I mean, without par- partnerships, what are we? This is very, very true. Yeah, not to get, like, all existential and shit on you. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> but, like, but, I mean, honestly, yeah. personal relationships, partnerships with groups, they all... I don't know. They're very necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much for that explain, exploratory uh, insight of what the sisterhood means. Thank you. Um, next episode, we will talk more about more sexy stuff. Um, oh, is, is yeah. much as sexy as this was for the brain nerd that I am. <laughs> um, until next time, please um, find them on their handles on Facebook and Instagram as Charm City Sisters. And if you're interested in the um, organization as a whole, look up Sisters from Petrol Indulgence right. online. And I'm sure you'll find the major website for the organization to learn more about the guidelines and things of that nature. And then come out to your next meeting in September, which is, which is, which is again? Second Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the GLCCB. All right. Mm-hmm. Until next time, this is Captain Motorboat with... Sister Putana Parmigiana. And Sister Ruthless Cunt. And this is Sunday Bloody Times.